0: Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Pods Great Again. It is 2020. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you. We had a lot of debate in the car today. We were driving back from, um, technically from Cincinnati, but we were down in Mississippi for the holiday and my youngest daughter is it is it Happy New Year's or Happy New Year? Because people kept sending her a message that said Happy New Year's a lot of debate about this i told her it's happy new year's if you're referencing the day happy new year if you're referencing the year so if anyone's had this problem today i just wanted uh, to clear that up right off the top
1: happy new year's day is what you're saying
0: yes but you know keep in mind these are all 16 year olds doing this so <laughs> they could they could be all wrong
1: i don't like happy new year's
0: i don't feels weird doesn't it no i don't like it how was your holiday
1: it was nice it was good to be with family you know we we've been Traveling all over uh, New England because my husband's family is from Northern Maine. It's really the middle of nowhere. And before that, of course, I was in Dubai. So I feel like I've been in my bed and in my house like two days this month. <laughs> totally worth it. It's been really, really cool. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad and sad that the holidays are over. I'm glad to be home, um, but sad that like I have to take down my Christmas tree. When do you take yours down?
0: Oh, there's a lot of debate about that. <laughs> um, so we have a, a real firm policy that we put it up. The, um, the day, uh, we put up Thanksgiving day. So my daughters and I have this routine. We've been doing it since they were little babies. Uh, well I got divorced when they were three and five. So we've had the same routine for, you know, however long that is 13 years or so. We're on, on Thanksgiving day. We get up, we go to Cracker Barrel for breakfast because Cracker Barrel is awesome. So then, classy. Yes. Very classy. Hey, it's the only thing open on Thanksgiving. Cut me a break. So fair, totally
1: fair. Totally. And, fair. I've never been, but I hear it's amazing.
0: Oh, biscuits. Anyway, um, oh, we'll talk about biscuits later. But anyway, so we go to Cracker Barrel, and then we come home and we put up the Christmas tree, and then it stays up, uh, you know, obviously through the entire holiday season. And then the day after Christmas, uh, we drive to Mississippi and see my family, and then the, that's where the debate comes in. Depends on how long we stay there. So now we're back. It's the day after, uh, you know, it's New Year's Day. So we always have the debate. You know, do we take it down? You know, on New Year's Day, do we? wait a couple of days. Our, our rule of thumb is you have to be done and have everything down really by like maybe the second week of January, anything after that baby Jesus is pulling up on the furniture. <laughs> like he's, he's toddling around the house, you know, it's just not worth it. So, uh, so yeah, we typically take it down. Um, at the latest by the second week, I'll bluntly, I'll take it down this week cause I'm still off from work. So I'll take it all down probably maybe friday but i like having the tree lit
1: See, i love having the tree up and i push it i think if my husband had his way we would be kind of like you guys but he like forces me kicking and screaming to take it down with him like february 1st i like push all of january i'm like leave it up it's so pretty the lights are on and like you know it's like in our living room so we watch tv at night and like the christmas tree lights are on and honestly I think like growing up Jewish this is the first time well like my married life is really the first time that I've ever had a chance to celebrate Christmas and I'm obsessed with it and I don't want it to leave like I don't want to take down my Christmas decorations my house is so fucking cute right now
0: what did you do growing up Jewish you have like the holiday armadillo like boss on friends
1: (laughs) I mean, we had menorahs. I mean, they're pretty few, but like, man, this shit doesn't last.
0: Before anybody thinks I was being insensitive, that's a friends episode, right? (laughs) So everybody look that up real quick. It wasn't me making fun of Jews because all my friends are (laughs) Jewish.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's allowed. It's fine. But it was just, I don't know. Like, I like it. I like having all the the shit up. And of course, our tree's been dead for like weeks because we've been traveling. So the second we take it out, it's going to be like, holy rain of pine needles
0: oh see that's why I have a fake tree I'm all about the fake tree pre-lit pre-lit fake tree so easy it still looks pretty you don't have to water it you don't have to worry about it while you're out of town like
1: oh my god we have so much work ahead of us I have like four fucking spools of light in that tree right now
0: (laughs) see here's what we did last year so we got we we had just gotten bean uh earlier in the spring and so I was concerned that he was gonna knock the tree down so so Meg, my youngest and I went to Target, <laughs> like, I swear to God, it was like the day before Christmas or something we I wasn't that late, but it was later than we normally do. So maybe the day before Thanksgiving and all the trees were on sale and we bought this little tree. It's less than six feet tall. So it's short, you know, <laughs> it's the perfect CrossFitter really. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It's Good great. Proportions. Yeah. It's perfect yeah. proportions for CrossFit. It's kind of big on the bottom, but it's short. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we bought this little pre-lit tree for like 35 bucks. Sorry, guys. I can p- I pick this thing up with one hand. When I'm done with it, I just carry it down to the basement. I don't even like take the the uh, limbs off. I literally just carry it down whole, straight down to the basement and leave it down there all year. It's that's green. perfect. Thirty five bucks. It's great. And Bean can't climb it because it's too it's too small for him. But it's kind of the perfect <laughs> so that, height.
1: That's some piddly shit. He looks at it and he's like, mm, no.
0: Yeah, just, it's not worth the Start not, from
1: my my not worth my effort.
0: Yeah. I don't know if he'd climb one anyway. I mean, he doesn't seem too inclined to do it. He likes to climb under the tree and, uh, swat at the, swat at the balls. Uh, Yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah, he, he didn't knock it down. So yeah, we have this little $35 tree that we figured if, you know, if he destroyed it, what the hell, it's not a big deal, but then he didn't. And now it's, it's hanging in there. Well, so that's awesome. Yeah. We're pretty happy with it. So your holiday was good. It was good. We made the long drive to Mississippi. Hung out with my parents. I got to work out with my dad a couple of times. That was a hoot. So Um, cool. He's still
1: loving CrossFit.
0: Yeah, it's weird. So there are a couple of things that were weird here. The first one is it was the. um, It's going to sound really egotistical, but it's my podcast, so I can do that, right? So, So.
1: Of course,
0: go on. So I'm I'm kind of used these days, like. First of all, I'm gonna throw this out there. There's no such thing as CrossFit fame. Don't let anybody tell you there's CrossFit oh God, fame. No, it's like not. it's like running a, a CrossFit meme page is like two levels under a meteorologist. Like that's the level of fame you attain. Hold
1: on, and please. As a true. former local news reporter, I take personal
0: offense to that. Yeah, well, it's kind of true though. I mean, like you know, people aren't stopping you on the street, but I have gotten used to showing up in gyms, and you get a little more attention. You know, like. There is, that kind of, there is a little bit of CrossFit fame when people know you talk to games athletes or whatever and they want to like kind of pick your brain or whatever. And a lot of people in the gym we we're at follow me. So every time I'm there, they like kind of make a big deal. I'm there. Well, this time, no one made a big deal. No one cared at all. Because you know who they did make a big deal about? My dad. Every time um, we walked of course. in the door. <laughs> swear to God. Merit. He was like, they're all calling him Mr. Roy. It's like he walks in he's just like a local celebrity. It's just, wow. a, it's just the funniest thing. good um,
1: for him but yeah he did great does he look does he look different yet like are you seeing like a little body composition change in him
0: oh he'll be ready for the games by this time next year perfect perfect okay now you know what he's lost uh 20 25 pounds maybe my mom's lost a bunch of weight she's probably down 25 pounds i'm guessing um they look great i mean you know visually they look great they've certainly both lost weight he's lost a ton of weight his shirts look like tents on him. yeah um but he's having a good time. It was just funny. Like what was really amusing to me working out with him is he's obsessing about the things he can't do. So he's a total CrossFitter. Now. Oh, yeah. Like
1: join the club, man.
0: Yeah. He's like, you know, he's 75 years old and he's, he's like, well, I'm going to start going on on Wednesdays cause you know, I can't squat below parallel. So I had to go in and start working on that. And I'm like, dad, you're 75. Like oh, at some point you just have to go best efforts and just yeah. work for the whole time. You know,
1: doesn't, he's not a quitter though. He's, He's going to abs- keep
0: trying. He's absolutely not a quitter. And to his credit, you know, whatever these workouts are, he jumps in and, you know, they tell him what to scale to and he scales it and, and he just goes, Like we did, uh, the two workouts I did with him. The first one, God, the first one was hard. It was, um, it's called the handle and I forget the athlete that they took it from. It's a games athlete, but basically what it is is you have to rope 2000 meters, but at the top of every minute. You have to do burpees. So, minute one, you do one burpee. Minute two, you do two. Minute three, you do three. Oh, oh. Minute four, you do four. So, it's really, really deceiving. Like, I went in this thing going, All right, I can row 2,000 meters and easily get in under eight minutes, like, right, without even, you know, pulling that hard. So, I'm like, All right, this will be a sub eight minute. It will just be around eight minutes because I got to do burpees. Well, I was totally wrong. So, it, like you get into that kind of that first four minutes and you're on pace. Right. But then once the burpees increase to five, six, seven, eight, nine, it gets significantly harder. That <laughs> I mean, sounds
1: awful. It's
0: terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And so he scaled it down. Like I give him big credit, you know, like, you know, he, he, he can't do burpees fast I me. Mean, he's still a big guy and he's, you know, he's old. So um he's rowing at a pace that he can row at and then he'd come off and I think the first five rounds, he did one or two burpees. And then, you know, the next few rounds he did two burp I don't think he ever did more than two per round. It still took him. Sure. You know, maybe I want to say 13 to 14 minutes, probably to complete it in total, but man, he was covered in sweat and, Good. and, and got in great work, you know, and then the next, you know, the next wad we did together also had rowing in it. It was, um, it was kind of actually a really cool wad. It was, um, Uh, Six rounds total. First three rounds, you do 15 calories on the rower and uh, 10 thrusters for three rounds at at 95 pounds was the RX. And then the next two rounds, you do 15 calories on the rower, uh, eight thrusters at 115. And then the Mm -hmm. last round or the sixth round, you do one round, uh, 15 calories on the rower, uh, six thrusters at 135. Nope. Those are those are the men's weights, you know.
1: Sounds terrible. That well, is an absolute. Like I would cherry pick the shit out of that one.
0: <laughs> I did it. I, fin- I finished that one in. Oh, how fast did I do that? It was. I want to say it was around ten minutes, maybe sub, <laughs> maybe sub ten. But, but okay, anyway, like two hours. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was rough, and dad's, But to his credit, again, he scaled, and because inst- he can't squat well, he did um, push press instead of thrusters, and. <laughs> killed it you know so it was fun i mean it's fun to to do that with him you know it's fun to watch him obsess and become a crossfitter and you know talk about the things he's going to be working on and you know it's just interesting to see other people kind of in the beginning stages of being obsessive compulsive like we are
1: i know and you know it's so funny to think back because we've we've been in it so long that sometimes we get jaded right and honestly I still love every single thing about CrossFit, but it's so easy to be like, oh, the, now we have sanctionals instead of regionals. Or like, oh, what do you mean? Like, this is a should, women's weight should be this or that. Like, we sometimes forget about the reason that we started obsessing about this in the first place has nothing to do with all the auxiliary bullshit that we like love to complain about and bitch about. Like, the reason we all fell in love with this is because of how good it made us feel. Like, pure feeling good and healthy. Like I'm capable of doing the things I want to do. And the reason I was put here on this earth is to like use this body for all I can. Like that is why we all fell in love with it to begin with. And it's before we all, you know, caught the sport bug and the media was hype and like the photos are rad. Like it was just purely because we felt fucking great. And I love seeing that. I love, you know, witnessing like people first on their journey, who are you know? Eventually, like he's gonna want the gear and he's gonna watch games. It's gonna be cool, but like for now, like he's going in there and he's he's feeling good inside and out, mind and body. That's
0: right You know, I don't know if he will watch the games to be honest. Like, like I mean, he's so <laughs> he's into the community. I, mean, I mean, your point is is spot on though. I mean, like he's so into the community, yeah, and into going in and seeing everyone and like they're all joking with them and yeah. and you're just enjoying you know being together. I think he really likes. You know what I think is probably the most special part of CrossFit, which is that community aspect, and and it gives them something to to strive to be better at, which is interesting. Yeah,
1: can I plug um, the community for just a hot second? Yeah, of course. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the GoFundMe page that um, my husband set up for the fire that took out his his father's house, the house he grew up in. That GoFundMe is over thirteen thousand dollars, and i like, I cannot. I just like there are no words like I can't find the words to describe how thankful we are and how appreciative we are of this community and also like how surprised I am at the sheer kindness of strangers on the internet. Like I'm so impressed with people and their hearts and their willingness to give. It's it's so cool. And my my father-in-law even said to me, he's like he's not the most like. He nothing, knows nothing about CrossFit, nor is he like into it and kind of thinks that we're in this like silly sporting cult or whatever. Um, and he even said to me like, wow, that cult really came through for you, huh? <laughs> I was like, yes, they did. It's amazing. I can't, I can't believe it. Um, so thank you again to everyone who donated or who even saw it and sent us, you know, nice notes. It all matters. And um, he's going to need that money to bridge the gap between what insurance will pay and what he needs to actually pay to get the house back so fuck insurance companies too because
0: i could talk about that for hours uh, but but i do think you know i'm not surprised by the community anymore i was like briefly for like a a hot minute i was a little surprised but now i'm like i'm just fully entrenched in the fact that that's really what makes us special makes uh crossfit special it's just that community aspect of, of how everybody comes together for you know, whatever the event may be. In this case, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, the house fire, which is yeah. you know, tragic. But you know, out of that comes a lot of good stuff. You know. So cool. The other thing that was a little weird is total side note, but I bought dad a massage gun for Christmas. A Theragun? Uh no, I'm what cheap. Are the other one.
1: I uh, <laughs> actually don't even know what the brand we were I was just talking about this today. I I kind of really wish we had one. So Oh, but if whatever brand is listening, you probably- I'll,
0: I'll get you, I'll hook you up. I'll get, <laughs> I'll get, right. I, I, this is the second one I've gotten. And uh, so I, and I just keep giving them away cause I don't use them that much, but really? I knew Yeah. But I knew he would really like it. The people that like them, love them. And so I bought him one, but the problem was, is he doesn't call a massage gun. He keeps calling it a vibrator. And so he tells my mom, I see that is your father. You are his son. (laughs) So it'll be like, Hey, but he calls my mom, Bevel, her name's Beverly calls her Bevel. Hey Bevel, I just used that vibrator. It felt great. I'm like, dad, Jesus Christ, please, you have to start calling this (laughs) thing a massage gun. I can't, I can't deal with these conversations. And then, you know, he's, he's so irreverent. He'll go, uh. He'll be like, Hey, uh, Bevo, you should try that massage gun. Just make sure you keep it below the knees. I'm like, dad, like, hey. come on, man. Like I'm going to gag you. you gotta <laughs> please rein <laughs> yeah. this in, I it, which I really appreciate. Oh my God. It was, it was painful. It was really, really like, painful. In
1: your bedside table so that you can, uh, hear me the vibrator which
0: yeah. one? Oh, i don't even want to know <laughs> i don't even want to know but you know hey he liked it he said it worked it was helping his knees you know he's got those old 75 year old knees so yeah yeah <laughs> we'll see it was crazy it was totally crazy but fun times That's so that was so fun was basically the holidays so, you know it's been a week in mississippi it's the week that i call it's my drying out week there's no alcohol there so uh you know my parents don't yeah. drink so no boost for a week, but my laundry gets folded.
1: That's so, I mean, kind of worth it.
0: Yeah, kinda. it's totally worth it. My mom totally worth it. My mom is a flipping master at at doing and folding laundry. Like she loves it. I swear I know people were like, oh, John's taking advantage of his mom. No, trust me. She <laughs> loves it. Loves it. And I, I should have brought a stack out so you should you could see it. It is ridiculous how perfect she folds laundry. Damn. I know. She just loves it. I don't know. Great. I'm
1: starting my dry spell tomorrow. Speaking of, I was just delivered this lovely spiked seltzer. <laughs>
0: nice. Hold on. Of course. i put course. it directly to the mic. You should have. That'd be even better. Nothing, you know, a little basic white girl fizz going on.
1: Well, have you had these? This is not sponsored, by the way, but have you had these press seltzers? I have not. They're the best ones.
0: <laughs> I better love than the way.
1: truly, better than White Claw, but I've tested them all.
0: I love the way you, you clarify that it's not sponsored. <laughs> like. No one sponsor in the sponsoring. i checked
1: and I know, like literally, of the seven people who listen to this. If you right. like Mike Seltzer, I would try the press.
0: Yeah, it's my right. personal endorsement. <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. It, it would be uh, ironic, though, if the first sponsors we start to get for the podcast were alcohol companies. We should try that.
1: We, we absolutely should. I fully endorse that. Unfortunately, I can't test any of them until after the end of January.
0: My dry spell starts tomorrow. No, 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 no! no. Mm-hmm. Screw that noise. You I want it. All- I am all in on a healthier diet. Like I did a lot of food prep today. I'm going to try to eat more yep, veggies and, yep, so did we. and uh, do all that, but I'm Nope. I'm, I'm not giving up alcohol for a month. I'm not going well, to do it.
1: You know, we're just going to do it as a kickstart. Honestly there. I know people set resolutions and they have big goals. I'm like, yeah, I'd love to lose my winter fluff, but for us, it's just been like more of a like I'm exhausted from eating and drinking bullshit for like
0: a month and a half. Well, I hear oh, so I hear you on that. So we um my mom's cooking real healthy these days. So it was a different trip this awesome. time. But um my my the rest of my family doesn't subscribe to this. <laughs> and so my sister brings over this peanut butter fudge. Oh my god. She's gonna kill so me good. for telling this story because I'm gonna give away the recipe. But she's so she brings over this peanut butter fudge and it's amazing, right? And so my youngest daughter, who's a really good cook, like she can bake like nobody's business wanted the recipe. And so she's like, you know, can you teach me how to make this fudge? And so she's like, well, I'll have to put you in fudge club. I didn't know there was a fudge club, but here we are. Okay. So here's how you make this fudge. This is crazy. Now I'm going to tell you up front, this peanut butter fudge was like the best fudge I've ever had. So so I'm like kind of waiting to hear the recipe. She's like, it's two ingredients, two. She goes, I take a, a uh, 16 ounce, um, can of Jif peanut butter. Stick it mm-hmm. in the microwave for a minute and a half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Get it liquid form. You pour it in the pan.
1: Wait, can I guess the second ingredient? Sure. Go ahead. Is it confectioner sugar?
0: No, that's, <gasps> no. Then you go get a 16 ounce can of, um, either cream cheese or just vanilla frosting. So <laughs> a cream cheese frosting or vanilla frosting, stick it in the microwave for one minute till it liquefies, pour it in, mix it and cool it. That's the entire ingredient list.
1: What? And
0: it is ridiculously good. <laughs> it was so good. So it's basically just cake icing and peanut butter. Stop it. Melted down, mixed together, and then cooled. And I'm telling you, it was like crack. <clears throat> like crack. It was so good. I'm like, okay. I, I sent it home with my girls. I took my girls home today to their mom. And I sent it with them because I'm like, I can't keep this in the house. I'll eat the uh-huh. whole damn thing. Like uh-huh. the whole thing. And I'm sure it's like a bazillion calories oh yeah oh it was so good glassman probably just had a coronary (laughs) thinking of all the sugar i just mentioned
1: that holiday food is the shit though and that's why like i don't feel bad and i don't count the calories or the bullshit like in you know the time between thanksgiving and and new year's is just like i know i'm gonna eat it's fine it is what it is yeah
0: look i don't care i'm 49 years old like I'm in pretty decent shape for 49 year old. Like I'm going to enjoy myself during the holidays. I wasn't drinking that much and I, you know, make it sound like I'm an alcoholic. I'm really not. I only drink when there's someone around, you know, yeah, yeah. but being counts as someone around.
1: But, and like, I can see you on zoom. So like this counts as someone around too. Yeah. This counts too. This totally perfect. Counts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try um, the, the RP program starting tomorrow. I've done it once before a couple years ago. It worked really well. Now they have an app. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give that a go starting tomorrow. Now I said it out loud. So I suppose I can't fuck it up.
0: I have the RP app. I have the RP app. I ignore it. Like a lot of my apps.
1: Um, (laughs) I downloaded it two days ago and I like set it to start tomorrow, obviously. And, um, it sent me a notification this morning. Like basically like a have fun on your last day, fatty. We start this shit tomorrow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're on the clock asshole. That's what it says.
1: Great. So excited. Thanks. Yeah. It should be cool.
0: Yes. Yeah, I don't need my Apple watch already, uh, nags me for shit. I don't need an app. That's going to do it too. Oh, like yeah. my, my Apple watch would be like, uh, stand up. You haven't stood up in two hours. I'm like, yep. shut yep. up. Shut I up, watch. shut
1: off all those notifications for a while. It was telling me to breathe. And I was like, I'm fucking tell you.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> tell me to breathe. Exactly. Anyway, right. Well, we should talk about CrossFit. Before.
1: I know. Do you have any like CrossFit resolutions?
0: Um well I think the big one's for this podcast where you and I will be doing the bulk of the podcast together. So that's probably the I think gonna be the biggest change for this show for the for twenty twenty is to try to do as many podcasts as possible with just you and I. Now I know it would be impossible for us to do all of them, but um as many as we can. So I yeah. think that'll be fun for listeners. Totally. Uh, assuming you don't say a lot of dumb shit. I mean, no promises.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that should be something for listeners all seven of them and mm. one of them is my mom hi mom
0: my my, my mom won't <laughs> let people listen to it because we have <laughs> bombs she's purely religious she's like nope she's like i'd love to let my friends listen but you guys cost too much i'm oh, like i know
1: said that i could pull back I no, did it on TV for years. Every so
0: often when I'm
1: like on an interview or, you know, on a live stream or something, I can feel it coming on. And I'm like, suppress it, Nikki, suppress it, be professional. Be
0: professional. No, no, no. It's just no. you and I, it's all right. Like I think people expect it. I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that if we have a guest on that, you know, doesn't want to hear it, but otherwise uh, just be yourself.
1: Deal. Deal. <laughs> Sounds great.
0: But yeah, so we should talk about CrossFit. I mean, I don't have a lot of topics today. I know that, uh, You know, the thing people keep. I've had a bunch of messages over the last couple of days from from kind of new CrossFitters coming in, wanting, wanting tips, like, you know, how do I handle being new? The one question I got that was really interesting. Oh, hello, Bean. Hi,
1: Bean. What you doing, Bud?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) I love him. He's so annoyed at me because I've been gone for a week, so he's just like all up in arms about it. He looks pissed, doesn't he? Yes. I should upload the video for this so everybody can see how jerky he looks right now. He's so mean anyway. um, But yeah, so the question I I got a lot from people this uh, just in the last few days was like, you know, how do I fit in? I think was kind of the Mm -hmm. underlying thing. Like, how do I get started, um, you know, in the gym, like meeting people? Mm -hmm. So you're a coach. Like, how do you guys do it at your gym?
1: You know, I, I, every gym is different. Right. And I'm of the firm belief that coaches, especially, um, need to be on the forefront of being overtly open and welcoming and ensuring that new people don't even have that question. Like that's a, and, and again, every gym is different. Every gym owner has a different mentality about this, but as a longtime coach, like, that's my personal feeling. I wish people wouldn't even need to ask that question because from the moment they walk in the door, there's uh, staff, coaches, the owners, whoever, who are, saying, Hey, how are you? Welcome. Like, come in here. I'll help you out. Like, here's, you know, the bathroom and this place and then that place. And Oh, have you met so-and-so? I'm like, Hey, this is John. He's new. Like, I really, really think that that should be facilitated uh, by coaches. And when it's not, I think that that's, that's a slip up. That's when something falls through the cracks. Um, And, you know, as a member, like I've been to a lot of different gyms throughout my, (sighs) (laughs) CrossFit career I'm doing <laughs> um, and sometimes there are gyms I've been to that I've been members of that, that that hasn't happened at and I'm lucky enough and my husband is lucky enough that we're like really outgoing folks anyway so when that annoys me that I haven't met anyone or talked to anyone or feel like they don't fit in I just decide that like all right I'm I'm gonna like talk to everyone then I'm gonna be like hi I'm Nikki hi I'm Nikki hi. and it, it ends up working because no one has like a cold heart of steel that needs to be melted they just like probably haven't said hi first that's all. So, I mean, probably my recommendation to anyone new who feels that way is like, okay, you take the first step that might like say, hi, if you feel comfortable, you know, say hi and, and introduce yourself and ask questions. And uh, unfortunately on the backside of that, I feel like that is not fair to that person because, you know, probably coaches at that gym are letting them fall through the cracks a little bit in that respect, but it's just me. It's just my opinion. I'm full of them. Talk full of them. Oh,
0: you are full of opinions. I um, think. Saxon and Spencer have a, a really good, um, way about it so when someone new comes in they have like a little it's not an onboarding but like you know they have to sign the waivers and all that and they always have someone at the front desk they do a good job of having people at the front desk like greeting people as they're coming in and like kind of getting a little info on them and then when they get them you know then they walk them into the class and then when they join the class they like pull everybody together and like hey everybody this is sam everybody say hi to sam and everybody says hi and then they'll make a point to say make sure you go over and you know shake sam's hand right and you know and and everyone does a good job of, of, you know, being a part of that, making sure they're saying hi. But, and right. then I think they do a good job of going back to that, whoever that new person is and checking in on them, making sure they're okay, making sure they're meeting people, partnering them up with others, you know, yeah. so, like, I, I agree with your point. I think this is really on coaches to to facilitate this. But if I were a new member coming in and someone didn't do that for me. I would just tell you the community is really, really welcoming. Just grab somebody and say, "Hi!" Right. Like, right. don't make it harder than it needs to be.
1: Agreed, agreed. You know? And that we—that um, I mean, comes from the top. You know what I mean? Like Spencer and Saxon—they they own the gym, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're such engaged owners and leaders, and so people are going to follow their lead. Their coaches are going to follow their lead, and their athletes are going to follow their lead. Like you, you know, if, the, if someone in, walked in and they were new, or maybe just dropping in and they didn't have the whole you know, paperwork signing, here's a new person whatever. Maybe they just like ran into class and they were late. Like, because the panchics do that from the top down, maybe members would even step up and be like, Oh, no one's, no one said hi to you. Like, that's not how we do it. I'll do it. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. But other than that, um, you know, the only other question, I had a few people asking is CrossFit going to get crazy like normal gyms do. And I don't know about your gym, but mine never does. Does your gym like get a big mm. influx of members like ours never does?
1: No, not really. I think sometimes the first of the year when people are setting resolutions is a good excuse to um, you know, finally come in if you've been thinking about it for a while or if you've been nervous and you needed one final push or one last reason to finally get into a box. But I mean, that's just a handful of people, I think.
0: Well, I think when you think about it, like a big box, like, uh, you know, I don't, we don't need any name names, but you think of these, like these big box gyms have, you know, we'll say, they us say they have a thousand members. I mean, I'm sure they have more than that even, but, and, and a lot of them don't go at all, but, you know, by percentage, you know, let's say they add 10% at the holiday seasons, so they had a hundred people, you know, which would be a pretty, that's a lot of new people floating mm-hmm. into the place. They're going to make the place busy on in January. Well, a CrossFit gym, if you added 10%, you're not adding a 100 people, you're adding 10 people.
1: 10 people. Yeah. You if know, you're you, lucky.
0: If you're lucky and and I think the difference is it's like a big box gym like we'll say Planet Fitness, I don't sure. know what that costs. I think it's like in some cases like 10 to 15 bucks is a special, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Well, most CrossFit's are 150 bucks just on right. average. So, you know, you're not just jumping into a a monthly charge of 150 bucks without some without some sort of um research. Right.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I think if anything, probably like a lot of gyms offer free trial classes or like a community class on the weekends or something, probably that sees a little bit more action in first of the year. So people want to dip their toe in the water, but you know, I have never seen like a a huge influx of 30 new people in a CrossFit gym. It'd be great. I think if we can figure out how to do that, we should tell all the local gym owners because they sure shit, need it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that. I, I just think that um, if I were going to, I'm going to give advice two ways here. The first one is to the people wanting to come in. I would tell them that, you know, the 150 bucks is not too much money. Even if it's more than that, it's not. When you start breaking down like what a personal trainer costs you and the amount of individual attention you get at a big box gym, like there's really like the value to me of a CrossFit gym is invaluable. Like You know, you get a ton of individual instruction for very little money when you mm-hmm. break it down. Like, yep. If you're going, you know, I go five days a week. So you go five days a week, you know, that's really less than $15 a session. And then you've got, you know, a certified coach that's, that's giving you individual attention for that hour. And by the way, it's unlimited use. So you can stay longer if you want and work. Mm-hmm. And the, and most coaches are willing to do that. Yep, you know, it's, totally. It's, I
1: think too that most gyms and most coaches are willing to work with you. If you're like, let's say you're a student and you really want to join, but you just don't have the money, like just talk to people, you know, and, and figure out, I don't know, like, can I work your front desk? Can I help with your social media? Can I clean the gym on the weekends? Like, is there something I can do? I really want to be here, but I can't afford it. And there's, you know, pretty cool people behind the, behind the desks there. So
0: but the, the advice I would give to the gym owners this time of year is you have to think about your business differently. Like this is disposable income for people. And so you have to create an experience for them. So I think that first part we talked about where you're going, all right, you know, introduce them to members, like get them involved. You know, you have to, you have to give them a reason to not ever want to leave, like create friendships and, and relationships that make them want to stay. And then I think you have to give them a goal. Like people often they're coming in going, all right, I want to lose weight or get in shape, but they don't really know what that looks like. And so I would really (laughs) advise people either put, put them on a scale, take a photo measure them like whatever you think works best for your gym is fine, but give them something that they can look back on in 90 days and go, I made progress. Even if it's yeah. as simple as going on day one, you're going to do this workout. And on day 90, you're going to redo this workout. If you just did that and had somebody look back and go, Holy crap. Like I can do that in my own life. Like I, with this intro, what I did, I've talked about this before it was brutal. It took me like 33 minutes or something stupid. Um, and I can do it now in like 12 minutes.
1: Nice. That's awesome. You know?
0: And you look back on it and go, wow, like, you know, how, you know, how much fitter am I now than I was then? Now, you know, I wasn't grossly out of shape. I just didn't know how to CrossFit, but there is a big gap there between totally. the and where I am. And I think, you know, people need that. And they're yeah. like, they need to be able to look back and say, okay, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I can see physical progress either in my body or in the times or the weight I'm lifting or whatever it is. And it's the gym owner's responsibility to give that to
1: them. Yeah. I also think it's a gym owner's responsibility to make sure that <clears throat> there's a balance between what you as an owner think is right. Because everybody has a vision, right? You got a vision for your gym, for what your space looks like, for what your programming is. Like, you know best because it's your baby. And you got to balance that with what people want and what makes them happy. And I think it's really important to keep both in mind. Like, if you have a program that you're sticking to because you believe it's going to work, but no one finds it fun, like, it can't always be like eating your vegetables 24 7. Like, you got to throw in a cool partner wad. You got to, like, you know, just max out every so often, like, because you're right, it's disposable income and it's my free time. And in addition to seeing great results, like I need to enjoy myself. I need to want to be there. I need to find something to rally around with this community that I love and these people that support me. And, you know, it's easier if, if every so often there's things I like in there too. So I think that's really tough, especially for newer gym owners.
0: Yeah. I, you know, and I, I agree with all of that. I'd also tell them don't compromise your vision, but you have to, you do have to,
1: Yes, it's not point. a compromise; it's a balance.
0: Yeah, you just like you have to give the people what they want, but you can't give them everything they want. Like, sure. if you did that, it'd be like, you know, I have teenagers. If I let them eat pizza and eat candy every night, they'd both weigh a thousand pounds, and <laughs> right. and they and they eventually they'd hate me for it.
1: Right. Well, that's just a thing, and eventually people will go somewhere else. So you know, if if everyone in your gym is asking for partner wad Saturdays, and you're just like, nah, I don't know, it doesn't really fit into my programming, but. Is there a way to make it so that everyone's happy though? Is there a way? I don't know. Maybe.
0: There, you know, on this topic, there was a, you know, there was a really interesting article on uh, morning chalk up. I won't, we won't go too much into it, but it was on this topic about this accountant bought a gym and in it, he talked about how the gym was failing and he had to bring the, the gym back to profitability. And he ended up getting rid of a bunch of coaches because the coaches in his words were toxic. Mm -hmm. It's kind of describing what we're talking about here, where the gym itself had kind of compromised its vision of what it really wanted and needed to do. And not only allowed these kind of toxic coaches to, to really pull down the direction of the gym, but then it also created toxic members that they also had to exit. And that's Mm -hmm. really the point of why I wanted to bring the story up is, you know, where I say, don't compromise your vision. Like you have to have a vision for your gym and move it forward. And you can't, you know, there are some members you don't want because they mm-hmm. will, you know, they'll they'll pull at you and pull at you and pull at you until you're no longer doing what you really intended to do. But there is a, also a balance of going, all right, you know, maybe we don't need to lift heavy every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have some some balance so the members really enjoy what they're doing. And it doesn't mm-hmm. even mean changing your wads. Like, here's something we do at our gym that's really um it's fun for a lot of people. It's not fun for me because I'm shitty at basketball. But uh, <laughs> knockout. Like we have a basketball goal out back and and often instead of doing a traditional warm up, we'll play knockout. That's fun. Yeah, it's yeah. super fun. I'm horrible at basketball, so I don't really love it, but the members rally around it. Like when we do it, everybody loves it. They're all joking around and having a good time and cool. Very cool. You know, and so it's like a tiny little example of something you can do that you can go, all right, maybe today we're not going to do high knees down and butt kicks back and Spider-Man crawls and
1: rig rocks and all that warm
0: up stuff. We're just going to go out and shoot some hoops.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And it's fun. I like that. There's definitely no like one answer fits all and it's different for every single gym and every community of people. But yeah, I never... Ever want to own a CrossFit
0: gym? Yeah, I'm with. Ever, <laughs> never. I'm, never. I'm, with, I'm with you on that. Fuck I prefer to just that. make fun of people.
1: I just prefer to coach. I'm all set.
0: With speaking, the- speaking of morning chalk up, so as I was reading over morning chalk up, you made their top ten this <gasps> year.
1: Did you see that?
0: I did. Now, yeah, you're uh-huh. in their top ten. Top That's ten right. most impactful stories of 2019. So that week where you're all annoyed that everyone's pissed at you, but you were impactful. <laughs>
1: It's true, yeah, they um they sort of like rounded out their, their biggest stories of the year based on, um, I think based on number of views and also based on just like which ones went viral, which ones were shared, that kind of thing. So I just squeaked in number nine of 10, <laughs> but it was that op-ed that I wrote about um, uh, basically people who were bitching about the regionals being gone, who had no reason to bitch about regionals being gone. Now there are in fact reasons to bitch about the change in the season, um, but there are a lot of people making that argument that never should have opened their mouths. So I tried to shut them all down, and it worked. Yeah, sort
0: of. <laughs> people are always people are always going to bitch about the, they're going to they're going to bitch about the way the opens done. They're going to bitch I about know. regionals being I gone. Know. I love the new format. I'm
1: not mad about it right now. I mean, when it first happened, I was kind of like, like "What are we doing here?" And is this going to make it fair? And it's certainly different. But I mean, I've settled into it, and it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be a Busy, um, but exciting year, I think.
0: I just booked my trip to Wadapalooza, so I'm really excited. About hey, it. I know. I'm know. i going
1: to see if I can weasel my way into to Mayhem in a couple weeks. That would be cool.
0: I wanted to go to Mayhem. I can't do it. I, between the trip we're taking to Baltimore and right. for uh, the Under Armour Summit and my actual job, the one that pays my bills. Right. Um,
1: yep. <laughs> yep. I have that, too. I have that full-time job. I need to figure out how to do all this stuff behind as
0: well. <laughs> you know, this, this top 10 list that you made, is pretty interesting. I'm just eyeballing it here. So the number one, I'm surprised at the number one, the number one was uh, deep inside the laboratory testing of CrossFit games, athletes for PEDs, But number two was CrossFit shuttering Facebook and Instagram. I thought that would be number one.
1: I don't know. I think people are, people get really jazzed up about PEDs and that whole discussion. And if you think about like how many people probably clicked into it who aren't even normally in the morning chalk up circuit, but they saw it somewhere. They saw it posted or shared or something. And they're convinced that every CrossFitter is taking all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm not surprised that that's number one.
0: Oh, I got an argument with some people over that over the weekend. And I, yeah, people just, you know, getting in the comments and it's, it's more than I want to get into, but I don't know. Like, I don't buy into this fact that everyone's taking, I just don't believe it. No way. Here's why for me it's a financial thing. It isn't that you know people don't have a reason to. I'm sure there are some people taking. I mean, we're they continue to prove people are taking. Like the mm-hmm. testing is certainly busting people on a regular basis. Um, I just don't believe they're all taking. No. And, way. Um most of us there's no money in it. So it was funny, I was um so in the south, <laughs> when I was with my dad, he watches two things three things. He watches Hallmark movies. Don't ask why Cute. Uh, Fox news at full volume. Um, I know I have to, I swear to God, I'm going to have to watch some NPR just to cleanse my palate. And then uh, (laughs) the third thing that he watches is uh, like bass fishing shows. And so I'm watching these bass fishing shows (laughs) and it's like, you know, these are professional tournaments and whatever tournament was, they're like first prize for this tournament. A single tournament is $700,000. And I'm like, whoa, holy shit. These are bass fishermen. So I, you know, I, I'm digitally savvy. So I whip up my phone. I'm like, all right, I'm going to Google and see how much money these guys make. Mm So the top 100 earners in this, whatever this, you know, bass fishing association, the person who finished 100th earned $450,000 last year. Now to to put this in perspective, only Matt Frazier out-earned the hundredth person in the bass fishing world in like career earnings. And I don't, we're not talking sponsorships. We're just talking like earnings last year. No one else in CrossFit did. And most of the top 10 CrossFitters earned less than a hundred thousand. A a lot of them earned less than 50,000.
1: I think, but, uh, yeah, that, that wouldn't
0: surprise so, me. So my point is, it's like, you know, you start thinking about, you know, how expensive training is and travel and everything else. And then you throw in the fact of, you know, the, all right, now I got to start buying drugs and other drugs to mask those drugs and the expense of that. And you're making 50,000 a year in earnings doing this. Yeah. I don't buy it. Me I just either. don't. And then you, and you know, those are the top 10 people. So now I'll go out into the open the, you know, the people that are hundred, two hundred hundred, 200 that are trying to get into that top. Mm-hmm. 10. There's no way they can afford to do it.
1: No. And those are, by the way, all well-known people. Like we all, like all those people have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, like people who are in the hundred to 200 range, like or trying to make this their career, like they're not nobodies. Like they're people we know who you would probably expect had a much higher earning than they do. And they're just trying to make it, you know, one comp at a time and they're not. They don't have a lot of money. Sean Sweeney wrote a great article about that a little while ago too. It didn't make the top 10. Um, but it is on the morning chat app. It's worth a read. It's just interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I feel like we're ignoring the major point here, which is how do we get good at bass fishing? <laughs> because <laughs> I apparently. Know, right? You can be hundredth in the world and be making a fuckload of money.
0: Can you imagine making half? I mean, this is, you know, you're like, you're not even the top 10. You're a hundredth and you're making half a million dollars a year. Just but, uh, catching like, fish. Do, like, do
1: you even have to be that good? Like, put it this way. It's
0: hard. Bass fishing is hard. I grew up. Why, during, my, Why my is dad, it hard? How is my, it hard? All right. First of all, my dad, growing up, my dad was a pro bass fisherman. So I spent uh, years on the lake fishing with him. And he's really good at it. Was he
1: top 100?
0: Uh, he wasn't in like one of the associations. He was like in a local thing, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but and he was always like first or second, like always. And yeah, and, um, yeah, and it is it is hard. Like it's it's not, you know, it seems like, oh, this looks so easy. Like they, these guys put in hours and hours. And it's like any other craft. Like you just put in hundreds of I hours, thousands know. of hours. I don't it.
1: know. All I'm saying is to get good at something like CrossFit, you need years of experience because you're not going to walk in and be strong on day one. Right. It's just not, that's not how humans are built. Like we're literally building muscle mass that we don't normally have. Like it's, we're trying to make ourselves into things that we are not. You can't tell me that you're going to learn how to fish. Like this is the signal that you feel for on a line. And oh, this is geez. how you pull. Come on, maybe we should fast right. fishermen.
0: Let me, all right, look, Fisher women. Just think about this. You know, you a fisher person. Fisher people uh think, i'm think i'm it. kidding i'm sure it's i know yeah i mean think about it like it's like any other whatever it may be there's so many variables that go in and you learn those variables so an example would be if the water is a certain color a certain temperature and it's a certain time of year you know you know what kind of bait you should be using like that's where these guys become real pros, you know, you they shut
1: your eyes and you can sense the fact exactly. you can exactly. feel their emotion. I'm
0: telling you, like I fish with my dad for years and this guy, you can have the same rod and reel, same line, exact same bait standing next to him and he'll catch 20 fish and you'll catch it. No way. It's crazy. It's, it's like, it is like voodoo. It's like completely ridiculous. But anyway, the point to all of this is you're right. You know, Right now, Matt Fraser. if Matt Frazier listens to this, he's going to give up CrossFit and stake up fishing, and he'll probably be the world's bass fishing champion. <laughs> like tomorrow, probably. Yeah, because he just knows how to work on his weaknesses. Yeah.
1: Know? Yeah.
0: It's totally screwy. Oh, but man. Uh, yeah. So that's my point around the peds. I just, you know, I just don't know if people can afford to do it. But, you know, again, I know there are plenty that are doing it. Um, I sure, mean, but I they keep getting
1: caught. Like that's I, the thing.
0: I said that like I know them. I don't know of people doing no, it. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, sure there they,
1: are. <laughs> they exist because they keep getting caught. I mean, I don't think that you know the top players are doing it because I I see them get drug tested. I mean, I'm not literally there like holding someone's wiener, no, like you're, I you're, see. You're it. Yeah, I knew <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. Like, no, I wasn't going I'm anywhere. Not there. I'm not there. Um, I wasn't
0: going anywhere. You're the one said you were holding their wiener. Yeah, right. Um, I can see wow. it in
1: your eyes, but I just mean like I, you know, I, I have to, I have to stop interviews. I have to like you know change schedules and things because people get um, tested after comps and before comps and randomly throughout the year. And like I, it, I watch it happen, and we see people ejected from from the sport. So,
0: I think for a future episode, um, I'm gonna give you homework. I think we need to pull in a couple athletes and have a drug talk. I think it'd yeah. be fun. Sure. So I'll let you decide who the athlete should be. Great! So <laughs> hey, I'm not going to start messaging people and go, "Hey, the guy runs a meme account. let <laughs> so talk to you about your."
1: But I'm supposed to do that?
0: You're the legit one in this partnership.
1: Um, Maybe. you're the famous one. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> absolutely not. So as long as we're shouting out the morning, chalk up top ten here. We're talking about some of the others. Uh, can athletes really make number three? Was can athletes really make a living doing CrossFit? Uh, by Stacey Tovar I think I just threw in my two cents that they can't based on what bass fishermen make but uh...
1: I think yes and no and I haven't read the article so I don't know what angle she takes but I think yes and no like anything else like can you make a lot of money being an actor in Hollywood yeah you can are there plenty of people who try who can't yes that too so I, I don't again I haven't read the article so I don't know but I don't think that there's a blanket answer for that question
0: I hope there is i hope these sanctionals um create a path for them to make more money i mean because right now a lot of the sanctionals don't pay crap like i think last year um i think it was the mac it was like first prize like five thousand dollars or something and like i'm just doing the math going man it cost me 1500 bucks to fly out here and get a hotel room right you know like i'd have to win the thing to make this thing profitable Mm -hmm. and i'm not even competing (laughs) Um, you know, and so it's, it is weird. Like if there's a sanctuary that pays 5,000 and you go to Dubai and they pay 50,000 or whatever it is, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'd like to see a more, either more standardized or just better prizes, but I also understand, you know, it takes sponsors to do that.
1: Well, I'd like to see better prizes because I think that they deserve more, but I actually don't want to see standardized anything. I think that it's really interesting to me that all of the sanctioned events, you know, run independently of HQ and autonomously of one another as well. I think it sets up the season for a ton of interesting variability. Granted, I am not making an argument for fairness because the beauty of regionals was that we were giving everyone the same test and the same test as a semifinal, basically led to the same test as a final, and you couldn't say, "Well, these people got this wad and that was their strength, and these people got that wad and you know they were bad at that." Like it just was what it was, um, and that was definitely more fair in my opinion. But if we're approaching the season specifically this way from the get-go, and everyone knows that, everyone knows that it's going to be kind of like pick and choose where you want to travel to, what time zone are you in, what can you afford, like all of these things, then just as a spectator and as a fan, it makes it really interesting, especially given like all the new implements and movements and things that we've seen already. And we want, we're only what four sanctionals in basically something like that.
0: Yeah. I think uh, it's going to be cool.
1: I like, I like that it's different knowing that from the get go.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, well, I don't disagree with you at all. I, um, and I probably should have been more specific when I say standardized, I don't, I don't want to see anything really standardized. I'd like to see maybe a minimum on the prize purse. Yeah, that would be good. I'd like to see the athletes be able to make more money. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand it as a banker, like, but it's weird that a bass fishing tournament can pay (laughs) $700,000. And this isn't even like their championship. This is just like an average tournament. Damn. $700,000 because sponsors are ponying up that dough, but CrossFit, you know, they've got entire sanctionals paying five grand. Like there's just a ridiculously low amount of money considering what it costs to do training and like the day-to-day expenses of being an athlete and how long the season is now. Like, right. It's just really hard for them.
1: It has got to be a testament to interest, right? Like just interest in general of fishing, (laughs) worldwide means that there are going to be enough eyeballs for enough sponsors to exist, to want to give that much money.
0: Well, I think, so here's what, uh, you know, CrossFit doesn't need to figure it out, but this is what the the sponsors need to figure out. So here's why bass fishing can afford to do it because they know they can put patches on these guys jackets and put them in a specific type of boat and other fishermen will go buy those things. So they'll go buy a $30,000 bass boat. Right They'll go buy a boatload of you know no pun intended of whatever yeah. the baits and lures that they're they happen to be throwing and using right, and CrossFit doesn't do a really good job at that, like the you know there's only rogue fitness and you know maybe one or two others to go buy your gear mm-hmm. um, and and the spectators don't buy it that's the real problem here. Is that like we buy shoes and we buy shirts and shorts? We buy apparel, right? Yeah, the real money is in the big ticket items. So you think like these bass fishing tournaments? Like bass fishermen do buy thirty thousand dollar boats, right? Nobody buys thirty thousand dollar anything for the home gym. They might right. buy a, might buy a bike, a barbell. Buy yeah, a barbell, yeah, barbell. But but otherwise, like it's the gyms that pony up the dough, and there aren't enough gyms opening to to make this profitable. So it's gonna you know it's gonna be a hard you know, long slog to get this to work. I think that's
1: interesting. But, right. But, and I mean, there are those apparel companies, but there can't possibly be
0: that much profit in them. I think everybody's trying to figure out how to make money in this. Yeah. Deal. So we'll see.
1: Hey, um, I get it, man.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's eyeball a couple of the others just real quick. So uh number five, this was interesting. Uh, Annie Thor's daughter, um, brings uh, pregnancy protections debate to the CrossFit world. That was an interesting topic when it came oh, out. I
1: that, loved that article.
0: Yeah. Looking to, uh, to make sure that she's protected if she, from her sponsors, like, so if she's sponsored by somebody that they can't take that sponsorship away because she gets pregnant.
1: Right. Exactly. And it, it's, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist in most contracts. Um, and it's hard because, you know, if you are, A woman and you're you know thinking that (laughs) you're thinking that you have to perform you are you're already stressed like because you have to perform you have to keep winning you have to keep getting to the top of the podium to make sure that your sponsors are visible enough to want to sponsor you again and then I mean think about it you decide that you want to start a family or you don't decide and it just kind of happens like now in addition to figuring out your new life you have to be worried about not being able to support that new life. So, you know, putting that clause in there that basically, I think it was with noon, right. Um, which is the little like tabs that you drop into your water that have like electrolytes and things in them. Um, I I think some of the clause was basically just like you are our athlete, regardless of whether or not you take time away from the sport to focus on your family. Yeah. So
0: cool. I'm all, I mean, I've, I'm a little on the liberal side anyway, so I'm always a big proponent of making sure they get time. Um, and I think it should go both ways. Like Yeah,
1: I totally do too.
0: You know, you get a male athlete whose you know, spouse gets um gets pregnant. I think they should not have to worry about losing their sponsorships if they decide to take time off to be with mm-hmm. their family. Definitely. You know, I'd love to see that. Or, you know, even if it's you know a um you know, a, a non traditional couple. So if you you know Yeah, totally. You know, so I yeah. don't know.
1: And why not? Like, why not just bring more discussion to now a different aspect of CrossFit or a different aspect of sport? You know, you don't need to stand at the top of the podium to be representative of that brand and of our sport. You could be on the forefront of um, CrossFitting while you're pregnant or not. And take that stance and just talk about it and like, just be open and honest about your journey. And I think that there's a lot of interest in it either way.
0: Yeah, Mm. no, I agree. Mm. Other than that, uh, top 10 is interesting. Everybody should go look at this kind of top 10 list of Morning Chalk. Yeah, I I'm always it. a fan of the chalk up.
1: They yeah, same. Same. I liked writing. Yeah. I like writing for them.
0: Plus, Justin has a great beard.
1: He does. It is fierce.
0: It's a very fierce beard. Mine's great. getting good.
1: I like it. I think you should keep it. This is like your vacation beard. I'm really into it.
0: It's very white. My, it's... This this beard is so white, it listens to country music. <laughs> This beard is so white. It married my sister.
1: <laughs> oh no. Do you have to shave it before you go back to work?
0: No, absolutely like, not. They'll let me oh. do whatever I want. They don't care.
1: They I think, say, I say, bring it on.
0: They think I'm pretty either way.
1: Oh, how, how nice. I yeah. Know. Grow it out. Brush it out. Maybe you'll be Santa
0: next year. So we got a couple more minutes. What else do we have coming up? So we've got um, the UA, uh, the Under Armour Summit coming right. up in January.
1: That's going to be cool. They sent us some sweet swag.
0: They we get to it. like wear out there. They sent me some bright red shoes. They are bright red, man. Um,
1: My shoes are awesome, but they're like a little small. We're going to see how this goes. But they're the new Under Armour runners that like they have a Bluetooth connection chip in them. So like the shoes, instead of like just doing your run and tracking it on um, your app, on your phone or on your, on your wrist or whatever, the shoes themselves connect to the app. Did you not notice oh. that?
0: I haven't looked that close, but oh, my, shoes cool. not, my shoes better not do anything with running because I don't run for <laughs> shit.
1: They're watching you.
0: I know. <laughs> Under Armour's going to Congo. Listen, you put the shoes on. You're a lazy sack of shit. <laughs> we don't want you coming out.
1: We want your sho- we want our shoes back. Also, you're uninvited.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah,
1: but that's going to be in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, the Mayhem Classic is coming up in just like two weeks. Strength and Depth is right after that. I mean, we're basically going into – Every week, if not every other week, there's a sanctioned event. So it goes, mayhem, strength and depth, uh, fittest in, oh, wah, wah I was going to say fittest in Cape Town, but that actually got axed. So I'm going to skip right over that. Um, then the Norwegian CrossFit Championship and Wadapalooza at the end of February. So, I mean, that's shit. One, two, three, four in the next two months. And I won't, even, I won't even go past that because that's enough.
0: Oh. <laughs> that's enough for I- now. I bought my tickets for I'm Very booked, cool. Very cool. Booked hotel flights, everything. So I'm all in. Wow. Got, got tickets for Rogue Invitational. So and, cool. And requested time off for Asbury Park. So those are the three <gasps> that I'm, I'm targeting for this year to, uh, besides the games, also request off for the games. Obviously. Cool,
1: cool, cool. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm figuring out may have Mish in the next week or two. And then um, I will be going to Norway, which is going to be <laughs> really, really neat. Um, beyond that, I'm not totally sure yet. So I'm taking it one month at a time. I got to somehow keep this day job, man.
0: Yeah, it's overrated. I paying know. Be- paying bills is overrated. Eating is overrated, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting food on the table. Best best way to lose weight in 2020, lose your job. <laughs> lose your job, can't afford food. Exactly.
1: Just be on the road.
0: All right. Well, All right. So, uh, and then our New Year's resolution is more podcasts together. So hopefully yes. for this year, uh, for anyone listening, Nikki and I are going to try to do a lot more together. The next one uh, coming up, if I can get you on is it, it's going to be with Joy and Claire. They're changing their podcast. So we're going to have them on. And then we've got a kind of a short list uh, of unnamed people. We're not going to mention today that we're going to have on soon. So uh,
1: lots mm-hmm. of fun stuff coming up. Yeah.
0: So, very exciting. All right. Anything yeah. else? Anything I else for the cause before we bolt so. out of here?
1: No, that's good. Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> you did a really good job of not having any alerts go off today.
1: I'm trying. I had one email. It was an accident.
0: Yeah, but still, it was pretty good. <laughs> pretty impressive.
1: So. don't, don't hold me to this. It's probably going to go right back
0: to like being a ship gen next week. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. All right. Well, this was fun. We appreciate everyone listening and uh, we will see you guys soon.